Blog Talk Radio. shortly. Unfortunately, Jay Logan had a family emergency today with uh, someone in his home that needed to seek uh, emergency health care. So we'll have him on later in the day in the show. I wanted to start to share a few things with you guys that I thought was amazingly funny. And one of them, I'm sure everyone has been hearing about the interview between a gentleman interviewing his 12-year-old self which I found amazingly funny. And it goes to show you that, you know, here he is in 1992, 20 years ago, interviewing himself as a 12-year-old and looking back and talking to a younger version of himself. His name was Jeremiah McDonald, and he got to experience that process in a way thanks to videotape he made for his future self back in 1992. You know, I guess if all of us could do that, I wonder what we would say, you know. And it's actually been getting a lot I mean, just a lot of play. So I wanted to share that with you guys to go on YouTube and check out his video. It's supposed to be actually pretty funny. And um, it's called A Conversation with My 12-Year-Old Self, the 20th anniversary uh, anniversary edition. And it's The Weeping Prophet, W-E-E-P-I-N-G-P-R-O-P-H-E-T. Now, there's another thing that I wanted to share with all of you that you may or may not be aware of, and that is that there is a virus. This actually, this virus was out for a while, and it was done during a time, we believe, back when there was the WikiLeaks going on. Some of you may or may not remember the WikiLeaks. It was when the WikiLeaks founder was uh, arrested, and since then, there's been a lot going on with the DNS changer malware. And what it does is it's been circulating in the web since 2007. Its creators were Estonian nationals. They shut down their services when they were caught and arrested about eight months ago. The problem is that it affects about 275,000 computers, and there's still that many people who are at risk. So you will find later on on facebook.com forward slash listen give that we'll send you what they call the DNS changer checkup site so that you can find out if your Mac or PC is affected because if it is, you will not have any access to the web. So, And the FBI is also shutting down domains that have been affected by the DNS changer malware, which has been circulating the web as well. So, you know, some of your websites may be affected that you're not even aware of. And guess what, folks? Mr. Logan is on the air. So without further ado, Mr. Logan, how are you today? I am doing fine. I'm I'm in Nevada today and uh, coming to you from that side. So no longer in California, but everything is very nice and hot out here. Um, People are wonderful and uh, having a great day so far because I'm on this beautiful Listen Gift show. Well, you know, you never know where we're going to be from. I mean, we've been in London, we've been in France, we've been in Alaska. You know, it, it, you just never know. So this is this is amazing, and we've also done it from San Francisco as well. 
So, you know, I just shared a little bit of news. I let our audience know that you had to take a family member to the hospital in emergency. So we're just sitting here ready to go, Mr. Uh, Logan. And I think before, uh, Jay, if it's okay with you, before we go further, I'd just like to introduce our guest for today, okay, if that's okay with you. Wonderful. Our guests are Amy Boff, all right, from, she is the former Director of Marketing for Junior Achievement uh, for Youth in New York. And some of you don't know what Junior Achievement is. Junior Achievement is it helps children achieve their dreams, literally. And it's for students who have, whose um, average is, I believe, and I don't want, she'll correct me if I'm mistaken, whose average uh, surpasses a B average or, and goes up to an A. And then we also have Devendre Pillay, who's going to share with us about her organization. And her organization, actually, is called the Brahma, or the, the Brahma Kumaris World Spiritual University. It's transformation for people all over the world, but she, she focuses on the, the inner transformation for youth and leadership. And she will share with us about their program for the Nelson Mandela Day that's happening at the United Nations here in New York next week and just share about what her thoughts are about you. So we have a, a particularly exciting show today that we're very excited about. And so, you know, we'll move on from there. And, Jay, if, 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 I just want to know, is your relative uh, doing okay? Um, they, they have an allergy, and it's affecting their eyes. So they're doing okay so far, and uh, just some swelling, and we got to nip it in the bud. That's basically what we got to do. Okay. Well, just wanted to make sure that, you know, everyone is feeling well, because as everyone knows, I lost my mother, you know, and I've talked about it a couple of times, um, but I have lost my mother, and it's not been very easy. And for anyone who has a mother, you know, talking about youth and adults, it's important that we all learn from each other. We have to focus on the adults as well. You know, so, uh, Jay, with no further ado, uh, let's for you to tell us, I know that you had one thing that you were going to share with us about the Amazon Reading smartphone, and also want to hear about the uh, American Indian Alaska Native uh, Achievement Gap. Sure, that's about wonderful. We can uh, we'll start with the, uh, the early reports of this wonderful Amazon phone that's coming out at the fourth quarter. So they're at Amazon. I guess they want to get into the phone business, and they're coming out with a direct challenge to Apple's iPhone, which is, you know, wondering, you know, think of, when you think of Amazon, you think about, you know, e-books and books and, you know, pretty much buying stuff, e-commerce online. So by them getting into this new uh, market, I'm trying to see if they're going to be directly able to compete with Apple and Google. I'm very curious about uh how the what the price is going to be uh, for this phone, and I wanted to know uh, about the hardware. Now, Foxconn, who's a hardware maker, uh, is going to be creating uh, this device uh, to challenge iPhone and uh, and also the Android market based phones. Um, the the company is also saying that it's beefing up its portfolio of its patents. Uh, covering wireless technologies uh, to head off uh, unexpected legal challenges. So they're really working hard to come out with this phone. And the fact is that they are definitely stating, Gail, this should be a direct challenge to the iPhone. I don't know any 
company has been able to challenge the iPhone. So coming from a freshman company designing a iPhone, I'm wondering how they're going to do that because iPhone will be coming out with their iPhone 5. I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out how they're going to do that, you know. So uh, a lot of people, are, they got iPads and tabs. They're unable to compete with the iPad. So I'm wondering what Amazon is going to do to uh, compete with this this iPhone. I don't think they're going to be able to do it, but uh, we'll find out in the fourth quarter. I don't know if I, I don't even know if I want to buy an Amazon phone. It just sounds strange to me. What do you think? Well, you know, I, you know, Amazon is pretty good on a couple of levels. I mean, you know, with the Kindle Fire, which is an amazing um, piece that I, uh, from a colleague I remember sharing, is that the great thing about having a Kindle Fire and being able to search the web as well as read your book is that the Kindle Fire also offers Amazon's, you know, browser, which is very secure. So you never have to worry about your information going out there or anything like that. And it tends to be an excellent um, device. So, you know, given that in the Amazon Kindle, I don't think they would make a mistake on their smartphone. They've been, you know, they've never tried to rival Apple or Microsoft or anything like that. So I think it will probably be a decent phone. Let's, you know, I would say let's just see because, you know, all these phones really, as long as they get your email, do what you need to do social media-wise or whatever your needs are, that's what it comes down to the individual needs of the person. I see, I see. Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to see. I'm, I'm wondering what network this phone is going to be. They haven't announced which network it's going to be on, or maybe you can use it on all the networks. Or maybe it's just a, uh, you know, global type of thing, and you can use it on all the networks. But I'm very interested to see what Amazon is going to do. The Amazon phone, everybody. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, so and then basically, you know, like I was in Alaska uh, last week. And um, uh, it was it's wonderful, but basically uh, the natives up there are not competing with the rest of the company country. Excuse me, country educational wise, they're a little behind, and they have shown some progress from I think 2008 to now, but they're still like 25 to 35 percent behind uh, the rest of our children in America. So. Um, Basically, what the government is trying to do is they're trying to get some teachers and some programs available for the Native Alaskans and also the Native in- Indians, so they be, so they can compete with the marketplace up here and come and be uh, support, you know basically able to uh, be great uh, models citizens and be able to be partake in our society a little bit better. And uh, it's been a slow process. Um, a lot of the Indians are not um, learning quick enough, and we need them to step their game up, basically, uh, um, very quick, quickly here. So uh, the government has came up with these uh, programs that are going to help them, which is which is great. And um, I'm looking forward to to see. Hello. I'm looking forward. Um, hello. I'm looking forward to see what we're going to do to help the Native Indians catch up, educational-wise, to the rest of our youth. Um, and that's basically what's going on up there. There are going to be programs and grants to help them uh, with their education. Oh, well, that's great. Well, Jay, right on time, we have our next guest, Amy Boyle, with Junior Achievement of New Jersey, soon to begin her own business. So without further ado, we're going to bring on Amy Boyle. Amy, how are you? 
I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm absolutely doing fabulous. And welcome to Listen, Give Live. And we'd love for you to meet Jay Logan here. Hello. Hi, Jay. How are you? I'm fine. Great meeting you. You as well. (laughs) um, Thanks for having me. Oh, we're Mm -hmm. really excited to have you as well. And, you know, if you don't mind, we'd like to get right into this, uh, Amy. Is that okay with you? Absolutely. So, Amy, we know that you work at Junior Achievement, you know, New Jersey, and that you're also beginning your own business, okay? Share with us right now at the moment what you do at Junior Achievement and and what Junior Achievement does itself. Sure. So Junior Achievement of New Jersey is part of a larger organization. It's um, a part of Junior Achievement today. And Junior Achievement is an organization that works through business education partnerships. And our mission is to um, provide I'm, – I'm sorry, I keep getting a call waiting beep, but I'm so sorry. That's okay. Our mission is to prepare you to succeed in a global economy. And we do that through our business education partnerships um, by going and visiting um, kindergarten through 12th grade students and educating them with really hands-on fun activities on financial literacy, work readiness, and entrepreneurship. And so I've been with um, the organization for five years, um, soon to be embarking, as you had had mentioned, on a new career um, that a lot of the skills that I have at Junior Achievement and I've been able to develop at Junior Achievement within marketing and development and branding uh, really is, gave me this opportunity to sort of launch something on my own. <laughs> wow. Well, um, yeah. go ahead, Jay. Yes, I wanted to know, Amy, what are some of the methods used to help students achieve their dreams? Well, I think, you know, that's such a great question, and there's so many, um, I'm sure, valuable um, in such valuable insights so many people can give to, to answer that question. I would definitely say, you know, for junior achievement, one of the things that they definitely do well, and I certainly um, would use it as a model program, is by bringing professionals, uh, community members, educators um, into the classroom. And not only showing, you know, providing the program that junior achievement has, but showing these children uh, what other people are doing in the community and what you can become. I think that we sometimes forget what the true role model is and, and that's forgetting that a lot of um, today's youth aren't exposed to the role models that they need to really ha- grasp that they're not just in school to, to learn this stuff for no reason. Um, there's, there's what you're learning in school and how it relates to the real world um, is something that I think we as role models need to improve upon. I've been fortunate in my career overall to really be surrounded by amazing, incredible volunteers that have incredible passion. And so I say improve upon because um, there's always an opportunity to expand that and, you know, to come across more people that are um, being role models to our youth and, and showing them that being part of the economy you know, especially in, in in the current economy and everything we've gone through, how important it is for kids to really grasp what their role is going to be in our future. Wow. 
So, you know, I would love to know, does JA help, does Junior Achievement help students to achieve career goals as entrepreneurs? I heard you say something as entrepreneurship, but can you give us a little bit of a picture of how that supports students who are interested in going the way of entrepreneurship? Does that include college? Does that include entrepreneurship skills? Like, what does that look like? Well, Junior Achievement, when we when Junior Achievement was established, it originally was created as an after-school program, and all the students would come together weekly and participate in a company called um, It's My Business, or Jay's Business Program. And the students would actually form formulate a company. They would have a president, a secretary, a vice president, and they would, from beginning start to finish, create a product. They would create a business plan. Um, they would actually... Uh, actually have their product created and sold. And um, that was the, the premise of Junior Achievement and how it started. And so it was it was definitely that was in the entrepreneurial spirit. As we've evolved, there's, a, you know, a plethora of different programs that are available. But what I've personally found um, within being an organization that is focused on business, um, the economy, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship is really that, one thing that I think the economy has forced all nonprofits to do is to collaborate more. And so in doing so, I'm fi- finding working with organizations like the Small Business Association um, and then a lot of different uh, membership organizations in coming together and not just using the J programs because those only are um, really are for kindergarten through 12th graders, but working with other nonprofits on their programs and collaborating in ways that we're continuing that education process. And whether that means through JA programs, around JA programs, with the idea of JA programs, um, or even just with some of the students that we might, we might have worked with internally and having them exposed now to um, all of the great uh, organizations and, and um, tools that are out there to help these students um, learn what it is to run a business. So no matter, no matter what, I think... Students need to understand how a business runs, whether they're going to run one one day or not. <laughs> um, but I was really fortunate to participate recently as a moderator for a Young Entrepreneurship Youth Conference. And, um, you know, there, this, again, it goes back to the economy, but um, educating everyone on, on small businesses and starting your own business and, it, business. and I think I read some crazy statistics recently about um, the number of employment opportunities, you know, job, the jobs that were created, and the the such a high percentage, and I can't remember the number, but um, over 50%, I want to say more, came from small businesses as opposed to large companies. And when you look at numbers like that and all the tools that are available now for students, youth, adults, and myself, I, I'm actually going to... Um, participate in some of the courses available for people interested in starting their own companies now that I'm going to embark on one of my own. And so um, I, I think that we're at a time right now that there's more resources probably than there, that there's ever been, and organizations are taking a step in the right direction by collaborating and really offering those to students, adults, um, and the community in general. Wow. Um Amy, I wanted to know what grades does junior achievement support and ages support? 
uh, how old you have to be or what grades uh, the organization supports. So primarily um, it's K through 12, kindergarten through 12th grade, um, and everything is um, aligned with the core curriculum standards. Um, recently in New Jersey they t passed um, the 9.2 standard requiring that all students uh, receive two and a half credits of financial literacy before graduation. And so we always called ourselves um, the best kept secret in New Jersey, <laughs> junior achievement that is. And as a result of um, both our, our programs, um, our growth within, with, as an organization, we have been in a lot higher demand because we have those programs available. Um, you know, some of the sixth grade programs probably can be you know, taught in, in different grade levels as well. Everything's, it's all sequential learning, so what you learn in first grade help, will help you for the second grade program. Um, but it's, it's predominant, it's really K through 12. Okay. And you know one wow. of the things that, yeah, you know, and it's 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 super. You know, it's it's we've evolved as an organization, and um, you know, we've been doing a lot of diversity events lately. And one of the things that we found we're able to do is take some of the, um, all of our programs, our five lesson plans, and so we could take one of the programs, which is essentially like a game of life, where kids get to go through and they get bad luck cards and good luck cards, and have to pay their bills and make a net monthly income, and we can use, we've used that game um, at our diversity events for breakout sessions. We've had other organizations use those games during their youth leadership conference, and it's just a great way for kids to get to see hands-on that you not only have to worry about what, what, how much money you're going to make and what bills you have to pay, but you also want to have some fun, you also want to give back to, to the community, and as well as um, have some savings, and that's a really big lesson to teach anyone, whether it's you know, how, how, however old you are. <laughs> well, that's pretty interesting because one of the next questions I'm coming to is, you know, once, you know, I hear your, you know, as we know, the audience should know is that, you know, Amy is leaving uh, Junior Achievement shortly and she's, you know, learned a lot. Would you tell us a little bit, you know, about your business? Yeah, it's, it's really exciting for me. It took a lot of prodding by my husband. Um, you know, I come from a family of thinkers. Like my father was an inventor, is an inventor. Um, he invented the bagel cutter, as an example. And um, you know, I, I've always been the type of person. No matter where I go, I'm always thinking of how to improve things or how to help things grow. And while I was at JA, um, when I started JA, I actually started as a consultant and became, within five years, um, the director of development and marketing. Um, I found that. I used to run an event um, that had an auction, and so I thought, well, what's this online auction thing? Let me check it out. And so when I, once I got all my items online on the online auction, I realized, well, how am I going to get the word out there? And so I probably started playing around with Twitter and um, Facebook for, for Junior Achievement about three or four years ago and found very quickly, very um, with a lot of excitement, how – easy and it was to communicate with people and really get to share ideas and meet new people. And as my role at Junior Achievement has developed more into a marketing position and started to, um, you know, I, I would meet people all the time and they always say, Amy, that's such a great idea. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? And so one of the things when, when I really decided that this is, you know, something I want to do is to go and um, open a marketing and branding organization 
um, and do some consulting for nonprofits as well as businesses is a really, you know, let's be honest, the, the market is saturated. We all know that with um, strategists and specialists. And so one of the things that I think that I can lend to the community um, that may be a little bit unique is that having had have 20 years' experience in both the nonprofit and for-profit world is the, the um, messaging that is really lacking between the two at the moment, that um, when you're working, especially with small businesses in your community, um, there's such a great opportunity to use cross-marketing and branding by working with the organizations to benefit them and at the same time creating your brand and letting people know who you are in the community. And I think that um, the more I talk to people and sort of formulate a plan, um, the more it's starting to make sense that that's where my I can really benefit a lot of organizations and people um, because I, I'm always going to want to, anytime I've ever gotten into the for-profit world, I turn around and say, oh, my gosh, I, I, need to, I can't do this. I have to do something for someone. So um, my goal is really to establish myself in branding and marketing and helping local businesses and to do some pro bono work for some of the nonprofits um, locally to help them create their brands as well. So, Annie, what, what made you decide to even start a business? What, uh, what made you decide to do that? You know, I, I think a lot of it really had to do with um, my husband. For, for years now, ever since I started getting active on um, in social media, I, I've been a point of reference for both junior achievement. Um, I spoke at the first 140 conference in the city that took place on social media. And I'm always continually um, and, and quite humbly asked to speak at events and to – um, speak to people and help people and train people and share what I'm good at and how I can help them become better. And so um, it, it really just became a moment of, of sort of clarity for me. Um, I'm a workaholic, and so being in a nonprofit world in a very bad economy has um, been, been tiring somewhat. Um, I think my daughter a few weeks ago said, you know, Mommy, when are you going to stop having meetings? And I decided, well, you know what, maybe mm -hmm. maybe it is time for me to have some meetings, but to have some meetings so that I can actually find the time to meet with all those people that I've been wanting to and that have been offering me the opportunity to earn an income outside of what I'm doing and take advantage of that to, to really get to express myself and be creative in a different light and, and do it on my, you know, on my own terms. And so... You know, it, it's all very new. I, it was announced as recently as maybe, I think, a day or two ago. So um, I am going to take some time to organize my world a little bit, as I call it, and then I hope to visit the Small Business uh, Association and uh, the One Stop Career Center, I believe it is, to have some help formulating a business plan and get started hopefully um, by the end of the summer. So it's really exciting, very exciting. And, you know, I've been fortunate, Gail, since the – meet wonderful people like yourself that just are encouraging and, and really, you know, when you're surrounded by good people and you, you just can't not have a good attitude, so I've been really fortunate in that light. Well, you know, really, you know, we, th we thank you for being on, you know, as I shared with you earlier, I do a lot with youth, and I know that you have children as well, and, you know, uh, Jay has a daughter as well, so things like this are very much important to what you know, the projects that we're working on. And also to even, you know, like, I mean, am I right to say, you know, Jelena, 
she might have some aspirations, you know, it, you know, to do certain things for her future. And here, this junior achievement is all over the country. So it's an opportunity for you know to look into it even for his daughter, you know. So yeah, is there anything you want to say to that, Jay? Yeah, I think, Amy, this is a great, you know, because uh, our kids and youth today, they need to know that they have a way of achieving things. And it's more out here than just hanging out on the streets doing anything. It can come to you guys and, and learn a better way how to um, be a better part of society. So this is great what you're doing. I'm excited for you, and I'm also excited for your, your new business. Good luck with your new um, business and um, this is great and I'm gonna I would like to know some of the websites and stuff Gail you usually do all that but I would like to know how we can find out more about JA absolutely yeah, yeah. Um, good Gail sorry I don't know we'd love to know about that and you know as Jay said earlier any way that we can support you moving further in your business we would love to do that thank you so much I, I, I will take you up on that I um like I said, I'm putting my business plan together. I have um, this adorable three-legged dog named Dewey that um, like, has taught my daughter so much about life. Um, and, we, you know, you were talking to Jay when you were talking about your child. It made me think of um, how I always tell my daughter her job is just to be nice to people. And, um, you know, so I ho- hopefully we'll all, we'll, we'll, uh, my daughter and I co-wrote um, a book called Dewey's the Three-Legged Dog, and it's all about, um, how he having three legs makes him no different from anyone else, and so hopefully, you know, in a, in a few years, we'll we'll all know about Dewey the three-legged dog. Um, but until then, uh, Gail, I know that um, I, obviously I haven't established a website. Um, I have my Twitter handle, but certainly I do encourage you to uh, visit the Junior Achievement website, which is ja.org, and that will direct you to um, any of your local organizations. And the New Jersey organization is janj.org. Thank you so much. I wanted to say something that was ironic. She was talking about this three-legged dog, and the other day, me and and my daughter was driving up the street, and we saw a dog with three legs, and she was saying, wow, that's a dog with three legs. I've never seen seen anything like that. And it's ironic that Amy brings this up because I was saying to her, well, Dogs, it doesn't matter if they have three, four, two legs. They're still wonderful creatures. It doesn't matter. There's no difference. So it's amazing that she brought that up. So I just thought that was something to bring into the conversation. <laughs> I well, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's it certainly, um, it, it, you know, listen, when life throws you lemons, I guess, they say, but, um, you know, my, my dog breaking his leg was more, I think, traumatizing um, and then having right. his leg amputated. It was more traumatizing to myself and my family than it was to him, and watching him power out of it, and um, he, it's just been it's been very inspiring. And my daughter, it's such a great um, it's been a, just a great experience for my daughter to really see how um, you know sometimes you know you might need a little you know some extra some extra love, but it's still the same old pop, and he's, it's just. It is a great a, a great uh, story to tell one day. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> so when you yeah, he actually has his own Facebook page. Me, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, Amy, we want to thank you for being on our show today, and 
we will definitely support you in any way we can. And if anyone would like to contact Amy directly, you will find it on our uh, Facebook page by this afternoon, and you can also contact her through uh, listen uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash listen give live, and her information is there. Or you can simply contact her at her Twitter handle at New Jersey Dev MJR. So we thank you so much, Amy, for being on, and we hope to have you on again. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great weekend. You too. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Now, this allows us to segue into Devendre Pillay. I am really excited about having her on. Devendre is from the Brahma Humaris World Spiritual University. They're having a special program on Nelson Mandela Day next week on July 18th, I believe it is, and she's going to come up shortly. But as a prelude into this, Jay, one of the things that I wanted to share was a ruling that came on Thursday as a result of the, the Internet access is a human right via the United Nations, okay? And what they're mm-hmm. saying here is United Nations Human Rights Council unanimous, unanimously backed the fact that a resolution was passed. And that resolution says that all people should be allowed to connect to and express themselves freely on the Internet. All 27 members of the Human Rights Council, including notoriously censorship-prone countries such as China and Cuba signed the resolution. And this is, uh, this is amazing because Internet access as a human right has since been supported by several of the Internet's most well-known proponents, including Tim Berners-Lee, the inventor of the World Wide Web, okay? And mm-hmm. it's, an, it's a big thing for humanity to be connected at high speed and without borders, all right? And that was per what Berners-Lee said, which is absolutely true. And, it's, it's, you know, the Human Rights Council, just for everyone who wants to know, is a human rights body that monitors uh, human rights and violations across all member countries. It was previously called the right to, to freedom and expression, one of the essential foundations of democratic society, and has recognized the Internet's importance in the promotion and protection of the rights, the freedom of opinion and expression. Now, I want to let you guys know that the reason why this is so important is because, as you know, there's been a lot of censorship going on with uh, Tiananmen Square, with Egypt, and, you know, things of that nature. So, listen, we here are not pro any particular uh, ideology around uh, politics. That's not what we ascribe to here. This is simply a place where we let people know about various information that comes in and out. But we do subscribe to helping youth achieve their dreams. We do subscribe to adults being able to share freely their creativity in the areas of art and music and their, you know, entrepreneurs and people who do things like Amy. So you can have a regular job and be on our show and share it with close to your heart and what your cause is. So we just learned a lot from Amy. And right now, without further ado, we're going to bring on Mr. Vendre Pillay. Vendre, how are you? Hi, Gail. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Yes, and Vendre, I would love to introduce you to my co-host. His name is Jay Logan. Jay Logan, I'd like to introduce you to Vendre Pillay of the Bromokinaris World Spiritual University. Hi, Vendre. How are you? I'm fine, thanks, Jay. Hi. 
And just for our audience to know, the Roma Canaris World Spiritual University is a non-governmental organization connected to the United Nations. So we thank yes. you for being we thank you for being on the and we know you are having a special day coming up for Nelson Mandela's birthday at the United Nations in New York next week. Would you share with us what the Brahma Canaris World Spiritual University does with regard to you? Um, well, our whole belief when it comes to young people is that apart from the organizational skills, academic skills, and life skills that are offered by uh, other institutions and other organizations in the development of the whole person, uh, an equally important aspect of development for any young person is actually um, that inner strength, that inner capacity, which is really a process of self-awareness and personal enlightenment. And um, there's a lot of power in a young person actually having the opportunity to go within, to start to reflect on the deeper questions of life, um, to consolidate what their purpose is, and to actually fill that purpose and that pure intention and that vision that they have for their future with um, an inner power. And so that's what the Brahma Kumari service for young people offers. It's really a platform and a forum and opportunity for young people to develop themselves from within. Wow. Wow, that's am- that's amazing. Hello? Uh, Jay, are you there? Yes, yes I'm, yeah. I'm listening. Thanks very much. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah. So I wanted to know. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Jay. Go ahead. Vindri, I wanted to know. Um, do you have a certain curriculum that you use when you work with the youth, or is this something that you pull from, or do you already have a set curriculum that you use when you're dealing with some of the young people? Um, it's not actually a set curriculum because every young person is so unique. But we definitely do have a framework. Actually, we have two processes. The first framework is called You First which is basically three very three or four very powerful questions. And our programs, whether it be a three-hour workshop or a weekend retreat, would be designed around the three questions, the three or four questions. The first being, uh, who am I? The second being, where am I at? The third being, where do I want to be? And the fourth being, Sorry, the third being, where do I want to be and what perhaps is in the way? And then the fourth being, so how do I get there and what's my next step? And so these are very powerful questions for any young person to take the time to sit and reflect on and dialogue on and engage in. Um, And our activities are uh, creative as well as reflective and built around those four main questions. Uh, And the second process is called Choose, Change, and Become, uh, which also gives young emerging leaders an opportunity to clarify for themselves what their pure intention is, what their purpose in life is, to make the relevant choices, and then to see what is required internally in terms of change, in terms of personal transformation, so that they are able to attain whatever their original choice was, and then to support them in the process of becoming that through spiritual sustenance. 
So those are the wow. two processes that we employ. Uh, and wow. it's been very effective. I'm from South Africa, as you know, and uh, my profile in South Africa within the Brahma Kumaris is that I'm the national coordinator of youth activities. And uh, we've had a really beautiful residential retreats, especially for young people within the community in South Africa. And I'm thinking, especially thinking of one particular retreat in which young women were invited. They were actually... Uh, it was a program hosted together with the Department of Health because there's quite a, a difficulty that's being experienced within the community of HIV amongst young people as well as teenage pregnancy. And so we used Choose, Change, and Become as the framework for a retreat that really, really encouraged young, uh, young women to develop a greater sense of self-esteem that was based on their inner value. And uh, many young women gave us the feedback by the end of the retreat that now they feel they have the power to say no, um, you know, uh, instead of allowing themselves to be pressured by their partners. And now they feel the confidence to actually demand for the use of a condom. And so I really, really am passionate about this whole aspect of empowering young people from within. Devendri, Tell me, how does the university support youth in their leadership? Um, can you repeat that question, please? Uh, how does the university support youth in their leadership? Um, well, the internship that I'm currently undergoing at the United Nations is an example of how young people are supported within their leadership development. Uh, it is definitely within the same um, a model or same uh, line of understanding that leadership is not just uh, external factors and development of organizational skills, communication skills, etc., but the greatest um, factor that is often neglected in leadership development is actually development of that inner being. And so the university has contributed in a very profound way to developing the leadership capacity of many, many individuals around the world, uh, particularly by focusing on this uh, aspect of self-awareness and personal enlightenment. And actually, just to mention that the origins of our university, which started in the mid-1930s in India, was that the founder, Brahma Baba, had such a profound vision of the capacity of young people, particularly in young women, such that he really groomed the original group of 12 young women in such a, a precious way, uh, developing within them the awareness of their power, of their potential, their capacity to lead the organization. And he created a trust and actually handed the organization over to a trust of 12 young women who are now in their late 90s, and many of them are late. But the organization has grown from a small uh, community of 300 people in the mid-1930s to a worldwide organization that has a presence in about 110 countries and has thousands and thousands of centers around the world. And actually, it's the leadership of primarily these young women um, and how they grew and developed as people and used those skills to really inspire the growth and development of others. And so uh, that's just a long-winded answer to your question, 
uh, that it ultimately always comes back to um, that humanitarian spirit within being nurtured and fostered through uh, self-awareness, through meditation, through uh, reflection, and how uh, it has such a far-reaching consequence in terms of the impact that you can have on the external world. Wow. So I have a, I have a question for you. Do you feel that in education for youth, since our leadership not only begins for youth at home, but it also begins in their everyday peer interaction with each other, you know, education now is cutting back in so many areas, whether it's private school or even public school, fire school, or magnet school. It is cutting, it is cutting back in, uh, in the area of, um, you know, the arts, cultural programs, as well as um, cutting back in the area of, uh, you know, athleticism. Yes. My question to you is, do you think that art and culture, as well as as athleticism, is essential to uh, a a youth's overall development? I absolutely believe that because uh, youth and the life stage of a young person is a time of high energy, a lot of creativity, a lot of passion, and a lot of power. And uh, arts and culture, dance and drama, sport, um, a beautiful media to enable a young person to channel their energies in an appropriate direction that will actually encourage within them the development of self-confidence, self-esteem, uh, decision-making skills, um, communication skills, team spirit, uh, and uh, leadership in terms of um, working within a team, working within a group, Um, And very often, uh, I mentioned earlier the framework of You First and Choose Change Become, that those are just framework um, and uh, systems, but that activities around the framework are designed. So very often, even within the youth empowerment programs that we offer, uh, we would use the medium of dance, drama, arts, culture, uh, drawing, painting, sport, uh, as media for young people to be able to explore and express the concepts that we are trying to impart. Um, I'm aware of uh, within South Africa, and, uh, and it's probably worldwide, many organizations that um, foster leadership development within young people through art, through culture, through sport, and I consider these to be very effective mechanisms. Um. Well, I do know that you have a very special event coming up for uh, Nelson Mandela Day. And I would love for you to share with our audience what that event is about. Uh, thank you for this opportunity to allow the listenership to be informed of this event. It's a very special event. It's very close to my heart because... I think Mandela, or as we affectionately know him to be called Madiba, um, has really, really stole the hearts of many people around the world. And he was a very powerful political leader. He was the leader of the country. But I think the reason why he has really set into the hearts of so many people is because he had a very beautiful style of leadership, a wonderful approach to guiding a nation towards its freedom. 
And a lot of it was actually based on his personal power, his inner qualities, and his relentless um, decision um, to bring that um, uh, inner power into his external role. And so the event is called The Hope and Promise of Leadership. And it's specifically designed to firstly honor the legacy that has been set by this legendary, remarkable leader, Nelson Mandela, as well as a few other selected leaders who also deserve special recognition because of their uh, approach to leadership, their people-centered, values-based approach to leadership. And uh, the second part of the program is to also honor the potential within every young individual who is an up-and-coming emerging leader and also has that potential to carry forward the legacy. And so the initial part of the program is going to be a very vibrant um, explosion of South African cultural items. And then we're going to go into a deep section of the program where expert presenters will present the legacy that has been set by the by Madiba and other such leaders. And then the third part of the program will be an interactive part where young emerging leaders who are going to attend, and everyone is welcome to attend, whoever is interested, um, will have an opportunity to actually reflect for themselves and then engage in a process of dialogue to see how the concepts that they've just been exposed to can be personalized and brought into their own uh, decision as to what direction they want to take their life in and what style of leadership they want to adopt for themselves. Would you, so I you know, that's the event. I had a question, and I wanted to know how did you become how did you you become involved in the Brahma Kumaris World Spiritual University? Um, I was a young person when I was. Um, I'm still fairly young, but I was much younger when I was introduced. I was in, I think, fifteen, sixteen, and um, I've come from a home that followed a traditional religious path, which for me was not satisfactory. I was very reflective, asking myself questions, really looking for something that would give me answers to the deeper questions of life. Actually, the same type of questions that I mentioned were part of the You First process, like, you know, who am I? Where am I going? How will I get there? What's the best way? Um, and incidentally, I was very fortunate. A branch of the Brahma Kumaris, uh, very shortly thereafter, opened up in the street that I was living in. And I think it wasn't a coincidence. It was meant to be. And so I was, it was my fortune as a young person that I was uh, invited to come to an introductory meditation course that was being offered at that venue. Um, it was a very warm and loving family who were offering the course, and I was very well received. And I uh, attended a seven-day course in meditation, which answered so many of my questions and introduced me to the tool of meditation, um, which I started to find had a profound effect on my uh, thoughts and my feelings, really helped me to stabilize internally and uh, to develop a lot of confidence as a young woman. At that point in time, I found the benefits 
uh, and how I was reaping the benefits in terms of my ability to concentrate in my schoolwork and university life. But I also really, really experienced a lot of benefit in terms of how the meditation helped me to uh, incorporate life skills, um, especially in terms of assertiveness and communication, uh, and how this helped me navigate my way through uh, university as well as the early part of my career in in really developing me. Uh, I don't want to be sort of facetious in saying this or too bold, uh, but in into becoming a very confident young woman. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, what I would like to know is what has you so passionate, you know, about youth in the area, you know, and, you know, knowing that you, well, I, I would not say that's the question. I know you're from South Africa, and I want our, in, our audience to know that this is, a very interesting situation because not only is Devendri from South Africa, but she is also from uh, parentage from India. Am I correct, uh, Devendri? Actually, I'm third generation out of India, but yes, my lineage is my roots are from India. And I think that's very interesting to note that you know a lot of people do not know that there's a huge Indian community from India, several generations in, located in South Africa. So, you know, I wanted to ask you this. As someone who is here now in the States, how does the youth here, from your experience, differ from that of South Africa? Um, I must say that um, my time here in New York, I've only arrived at the end of March. And um, my focus whilst I've been here has been uh, doing an internship uh, for an NGO that's got offices very close to the United Nations. And so my contact with young people thus far has been fairly limited. However, from my interaction with a few young people here in New York, and also from my observation of young people in the subway, I actually don't feel that there is much difference. I think that all young people are bright, vibrant individuals with a lot of potential, Um, and that potential could possibly be directed so that they can really, really step into their power, step into their greatness. But there's also a little bit of a wary uh, question that I have about what happens if that power is misdirected. And um, so it's potential, uh, you know, that uh, could possibly be lost. And so... um, the, the young people that I've interacted with, interacted with bright minds, questioning life, wanting wanting more, wanting to go deeper, uh, and I think that that should be capitalized. I think ultimately the stage of youth uh, and young adulthood is a time in which a, a, an individual wants to consolidate their identity. Uh, it's a time in which they are really looking to see where they fit into the greater scheme of things and where they can best contribute to the greater scheme of things. Oh, wow. Thank you, Thank you for sharing that uh, piece. Um, wow. Um, what I do, what I would like to know also is, you know, if you want to share more about your program on Nelson Mandela Day and how people can actually support you. Um, well, the program is twofold. Uh, International Nelson Mandela Day is 
a call for every individual around the world who wants to honor Madiba to give 67 minutes of their time in the service of humanity. And I really feel that this event is great service to humanity because it's honoring the legacy of these legends that have really taken humanity in a better direction. Um, but it's also honoring the potential within young emerging leaders or any leader within any professional field or field of community service to actually step into that legacy and carry it forward. And so um, everybody is invited to attend, whether it's stakeholders who are interested in supporting the development of young people or whether it's young people themselves who are interested in developing themselves further. And I think the way that uh, the listenership uh, can support this initiative is through attending and supporting the event and making a contribution from their own personal experience within the dialogue sector of the event. And um, uh, should anyone else wish to support the initiative on a logistical level, perhaps you can call through to our offices or send me an email to get further information. Uh, however, I think outreach in terms of passing the message on would, would be of great value as well. Yes, would you give them a way of them reaching you? Uh, yes. Um, the, my office number, um, the office number of the Brahma Kumaris at the United Nations is 212-688-1335. My mobile number is 646-290-1770. And my email address is devendri at gmail.com. Um, that's yes. spelled D-E-V-I-N-D-R-E-E at gmail.com. Well, Devendri, we want to just say thank you for being on our show, and um, I'm sure Jay appreciated it as well. Did you not, Mr. Logan? Oh, yes. Wonderful, wonderful. We love you here. Thank you and very yeah. much for this wonderful opportunity. And, Gail, I'm I'm really glad that we connected, and I really look forward to having you at the event and you as well, Jay. Uh, mm -hmm. It would be great if you could make time to attend. And um, I look forward to continuing our relationship and uh, interacting and serving the community uh, as we move well, forward. Well, as we, uh, we may not have shared with you, we do a lot of work with the East Ram School of the Arts in uh, in Joburg, so I'm sure you will be hearing more from mm -hmm. us. Oh, that's we look great, forward yes. to having more time with you. And um, on that note, thank you so much to Vindre, and, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you so much, yes. Gail. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Well, Jay, our show is, Jay, I mean, this is an excellent show. I think we have had a lot of information our guests, our guests will be able to find this information this afternoon on the facebook.com forward slash listen give. So, Jay, yeah, thank really, you as usual. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed the show today. I did Very too. Nice. And we will see you guys next week, Thursday, at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.